How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes. Go. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you adore. And love is all that I can give to you. Back to how to lose a guy in 10 episodes, the podcast all about how to lose a guy in 10 days, the 2003 rom com classic. My name is Nathan from a goofy movie minute and the off five. And here we've got a co host, Brianne, also from a goofy movie minute. Oh, that's where I know you from. Ah, oh, yeah, you're right. I think I saw you in the break room the other day. Uh, this is a podcast, as you probably know, if you've been listening to it, where we talk about the things that happen within the 11 minutes and 33 seconds designated to be this uh, episode. Episode, yeah. The, <laughs> of the 10 episodes, this is the 10th episode. And the final episode, meaning it starts with a guy with flowers, plaid glasses, Dave glasses, talking to Michelle. And it ends with a uh, zoom out of New York City. Oh, yeah. And the credits. Like four, over four and a half minutes of credits. Yeah. No, under four and a half minutes, but yeah. close. We are honored to be in this final chapter of the quest through this movie. Yeah. We're going to try to bring everything that all the other hosts have said together. And I think just bring it all into a unifying theory of 10 days, uh, how to lose a guy in. How does one lose a guy in 10 days? That's the real question that we're trying to answer. So we open, as you said, with this man in plaid. Looks like a nice guy. Talking with Michelle? Yes. And he says, the smell is gone now, and I want it back. And he's probably referring to an analogy in the previous minute. Yes. Some smell that has to do with the relationship. The smell of love. But the point is clear. He's ready to accept her for her many, many many smelly flaws and and uh he's got an open heart and an open door oh she has the door yeah her door is open he's standing in it her door's always open honestly if you want to just come in for a chat (laughs) and andy is sitting in the background during this conversation watching from the other room i guess pondering her own relationship woes whoa 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 that we recently saw fall apart yeah. At because, a very fancy gala. Because of the article, but not the article, the fact that she was writing an article. Yeah. And being mean. And she, by mean, she means loving. She tricked him. They tricked each other. She pretended she had a bad personality. You know what the tagline for this movie was? One of them is lying and the other one is too. The other one is lying. Yeah. And they're lying together even though they're not married. (laughs) So her tears falling down her face, Kate Hudson, Miss Andy, sat on the couch, and she you know that she's just thinking, I need to go and get a guy back in 10... No, she's not even thinking that. She's just saying, I lost the guy in 10 days. (laughs) 
you know? <laughs> in exactly 10 days. I don't see her crying. I didn't see a tear go down. Oh, you see it. Get get your face right up close to the TV and you'll see it. That's like one of those things you can tell if it's like really awesome acting because they actually cry. Whereas like a lot of times in movies, they just smoosh their face up. Oh, I, I don't think she's actually crying. You said there was a tear. No, I think they just put tears on her face before they called action. <laughs> I don't think it doesn't seem like those tears just came out of her eyeballs. They're, That's different. They have little wires behind her hair that just come up next to her eyes and pump water. No, what do they <laughs> do? They the flow on too high. <laughs> no, what they do is they they think they put like a Vicks vapor rub. Oh yeah. On their like so that they will tear up or they'll just put on some like some visine. Oh, okay. Because it's not like they you don't see them come out. For the, for the, I don't know. But I do think really good actors can do that. Because there's sometimes you see people crying in movies and you're like, whoa. Yeah, but not Kate Hudson. Not after the, <laughs> not in this situation. And not Andy Goldberg. Oh, too, too early. Anyway. Adam Goldberg. So uh, Andy is totally supportive of her friend's reconciled relationship. Mm-hmm. And she's sad about her own life. Good for Michelle. Yeah. Glad to see that she finally got a guy in 10 days. Yes. Hopefully she can make it last. She has to not cry during sex. Ooh. 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 They won't put the tears on that one. Kate's crying without even having had sex recently. Yeah, apparently. Andy. So we cut to the next scene, and we see a woman with fur hat and fur, some fine furs. We see a woman in fine furs. What's her boot fur? I think uh, Arctic fox. For walking in. <laughs> but the focus isn't really on the animal, the, the, the deceased animal. It's All more the... about the diamonds. Yeah. And she says, who needs a man? Frost yourselves. <laughs> yeah. She looks like a disco ball. Yeah. She's got lots of blang. Crossed with, a, with an old madam. Yes. Yeah. And so she throws up her hands. By the way, we just cut to this scene. Everything's different now. Looks weird. Yeah. This yeah. person's in the scene and she throws her hands and the sparks fly, uh, pixie dust falls, and the men disappear. Yes. Because who needs them? She doesn't need them. When you got diamond floss. And this is it. This is the ad they're making for the big account. Delure. Right? It turns out, yeah, delure. Delure. Turns out, like, what you're looking at is a TV monitor that's showing and that she's actually on a green screen, but but we're seeing it all all done. I have to wonder, would it be so hard to put her on a bridge? That's what the green screen is. Yeah, later on, we're going to see these characters on a bridge. Yeah, it's like it's not like she's flying through space or being chased by dinosaurs well, she or is anything. Well, making men disappear. Uh, I guess that is hard without a green screen. Yeah, and making our worries disappear if we were worried about uh, whether or not she could throw diamonds. I was worried about getting a man, but apparently... That's not even necessary anymore. If you frost yourself, yeah, anything's possible. And I thought it was weird that it's like already edited. Mm-hmm. They already have the graphic up and and everything. I don't know. It just seems to me like you'd film the person first. The last thing they're doing is putting a person in. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because otherwise they can't just show a green screen and then be like, this will look great later. Oh, I got to go. Yeah. Nor can they have him on the computer doing the post work. Uh, supervising because that wouldn't be a very good scene. Yes. So they, so is they that fudged what, things. Is that what Ben's doing? Supervising? Why is he there? Um, I mean, he's the 
the ad guy, right? So he's got to be there because he seems more like an accounts guy. Like, does he need to be there for the actual filming of it? I think he's the magic. The magic. Yeah, so he needs to be there. It's like the producer. The producer needs to produce the records. He needs. Is he the producer? I don't know. <laughs> is it just good luck? Good luck to. Well, have... you can't. If the account, if the ad came out bad, someone would have to say it's bad. Yeah. Otherwise. Well, and, and luckily for him, it's completed. <laughs> the yeah. completed ad is right in front of him as it's being filmed. They they finally do it, and you see all the stuff, and he's like, "That's fine. This... That, that's good enough. Let's let's put it out." Yeah. Ben's friend Tony walks over, played by Adam Goldberg, and he says something that's very difficult to understand. But I figured out what it is. What does he say? So well, he's he, muffled by a magazine, right? He is muffled by a magazine. That's true. Right. So he's got the magazine over his hand, uh, his face. And he's walking in. And this is what he says. Open me, Ben. Please break my binding. He's the magazine. Okay. And this is kind of playful. Uh, I mean, it's like a or prank or it's you know it's he's just being silly he's being silly but he walks and turns around and then very serious with a completely different tone he says have you seen this or you need to see this something like that yeah this is very important as if he's handing like some uh, like medical test results or something it's really like they're like we're gonna do a scene where you're being silly and then we're gonna do a scene for later on in the movie where you come up to you know to give him a serious piece of advice Let's just film them both back to back in the same shot. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll we'll make them separate scenes later. Because clearly it doesn't make any sense for you to pretend to be a magazine. Although, how could he pretend to be a magazine earlier if the magazine wasn't out yet? He's like, ho 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 ho, the funny magazine with article. It's about your breakup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ben starts looking through. Actually, he opens right up to the article. Uh, maybe he had his finger in there already. Maybe. Or his face. Maybe his face was a bookmark. <laughs> face bookmark. Oh, yeah. He broke the spine. <laughs> so uh, it is Andy's article that was supposed to be about how to lose a guy in 10 days. But it's actually about how she lost her guy. In 10 days. In roughly 10 days. Yeah. But it's also uh, still called how to lose a guy in 10 yeah, days. Yeah. I was thinking that. So... He only skims the article really briefly. Mm -hmm. So as an audience member, I'm only able to skim it very briefly. I wonder if they actually wrote the article. It'd be fun to see that prop, see what it actually says. I was thinking that, did they put it online as a promotional? Yeah, that would be interesting. Because it, yeah, it is weird. Because I imagine if I had not seen this movie and I just was reading through knockoff Cosmopolitan magazine, yeah, um, that I would... To find that article boring because <laughs> well, i'd be like this is a little self-indulgent i thought this is the help lady that tells me how to make my life better but maybe that all of her are kind of self-indulgent it's like it's like sex in the city except it's just got like a gimmick which is how to blank right yeah uh so she's like the carrie bradshaw and now she's getting married even though you've always known her as a single girl and and i think she's let you down yeah would you agree with that <laughs> My how to's were becoming how don'ts. Right. Or how to not. How don'ts. How don'ts lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> she lost her grammar. Uh, I hope. And Samantha is the frost lady. No, oh, definitely. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sex and City is so good. Um, so 
Adam's reading part of these. I've lost a guy and I don't know why. What went wrong? And he's reading it really. Yeah, he's like not going through it. He's just like, ah, words. She knows words. He does little strange things. Like in this one, he feels like the thing to, to do is to look over every time. Yeah. So he's like, I've lost a guy and I don't know why. Each time he's looking over. What went wrong? When I started writing this month's column, you know, it's it's uh, it's very strange acting. I don't think Adam Goldberg is a particularly good actor because I always feel like I can see the method or <laughs> if there is one. It's like, oh, I can see what he's trying to act like in this scene. He's like, I'm a concerned friend, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's we shouldn't be mean to Adam Goldberg, but it's like he's in drama. He's like, you can tell he really likes the look of people when they're acting. So instead of like not emoting, he like emotes too much. But in uh, like a really repetitive way that doesn't seem organic at all to like someone's feelings. Yeah. That's what I think. Especially in a situation like this where like he's not super emotionally invested in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like even if my close friends were having relationship issues, I'd be like, hey, did you see this thing? It's kind of weird. Andy wrote it. And then, but I wouldn't be like, my gosh, <laughs> did you see this? And start tearing up a little bit, you know, being like melodramatic. Right, exactly. So, yeah, he's good thing he saw this article though, or the whole rest of the movie would be different. Oh yes, <laughs> like you know, some might argue better for both of them. <laughs> I might argue that <laughs> the movie. It's like we're we're right now in the overall plot, right at the end of the second act or whatever. We're at the lowest point. We're in Dumb and Dumber when we're harry and lloyd or hate each other right yeah it happens in every movie so imagine if the movie went up to that point and then then they there was just 10 more minutes of the movie of them doing separate things it's like the end of the movie it's like we realized the relationship was a little toxic and that it would be really better for both of us if we just went our own ways yeah i really wish the best for her (laughs) (laughs) well i mean and that could be like a postmodern type movie if it was them at least talking about it or showing both of them but if they just both went on with what they were doing for the rest of the movie yeah and then he got the account and then she got to go live her writer dreams in washington dc yeah the end well Well, so instead this article kicks ben into action he's like i got a thing yeah and whatever he's there at the ads shooting for is not important enough that he can't leave for love or read a full magazine article while it's happening. But it seemed like they wrapped it all up. Yeah, I guess that's it. Maybe it's all done. But uh, he he busts out of there. He sure does. And uh, I'm assuming later on when he's on the motorcycle, it's like a big moment because he gets on the motorcycle. And they were on a motorcycle earlier. Yeah. But he's probably on a motorcycle during to go to this place too, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't he's switch not, vehicles he's not right zipping afterward. Zipping through traffic, and actually, so Maybe he just ran there. He does he get on his motorcycle first, or does he go to uh, Andy's work first? Is there a motorcycle office motorcycle? I think so, but they don't show the motorcycle before Andy's you don't see, office. Well, yeah, so it would happen. It wouldn't be a big moment, but maybe he walked or took the subway, and his motorcycle was already at Andy's office. He just keeps it there. <laughs> anyway, he walks into Andy's office and goes to her desk, and she's not there. But her dead plant is a symbol for the relationship. Which is dead in yes. 10 days. Killed. How to, how to kill a plant in 10 days. Uh, so he, he runs up to 
this lady, uh, the friend, uh, coworker, yeah. not Michelle, not Michelle, but Jeannie or G- Jane, Jane. I did not catch her name. I did not find out how to pronounce it, but it's J E A N N I E, Gianni. Gianni. <laughs> he goes over to Gianni, who I believe kept <laughs> the whole thing started it in motion by by doing like, hey, I bet you can't. Or was it one of his bosses? No, yeah, it was his two bosses, the Judys. Okay, one of them looks really similar. The other brunette, straight hair lady. I thought that too. They do look really similar. But she's like the more laid back one. The one here. uh, Ben's bosses are like very New York ladies. I'd be scared of them. Anyway. Every New York lady is going to be mad at you now. So uh, Andy's coworkers are chock full of useful information Mm -hmm. at the tip of her tongue. Yeah, here's how that goes basically. Where's Andy? Oh, she she uh, quit and left work so that she can go get a job somewhere else. And then Michelle walks in. And she's, like, she's going to Washington to get a job somewhere else. And then and then you're like, uh, when does her plane leave or something? Three thirty four. Yeah, three thirty four. Which gate? Um, it just changed. Hold on. And she's in. C- it's in D twelve now. She was in seat seventeen B, but she gets nauseous when she's sitting in the middle. So she asked a polite man in front of her. Yeah. If she could change seats, and he agreed. Yeah. Well, she's not there yet. He's got a green hat. <laughs> when when she goes, and she's got two bags. Anyway, she knows a lot about about her particular thing. Because if you were like, "Well, I'm leaving today," they'd be like, "Oh, cool. Exactly what time is your flight?" Oh, great. The the pacing of that conversation, I think, is so unnatural. Mm-hmm. Like he walks in, is where and is like, "Where's Andy?" And they're like, "She's here. She's doing this. She's doing this." It just happens. Well, she starts with, "Oh crap." Yeah, it just happens way faster than a an actual conversation would happen. It reminds me of in Spaceballs when they're like watching the movie Spaceballs mm-hmm. in front of him and he's like, how do we go back to then? He's like, we can't. Why? We missed it. Uh, like it's not, it's just a really fast right. conversation. Like uh, snappy dialogue. Yeah. Except it's not snappy in the clever sense. It's just a lot of question and answer. Yeah. So. Oh, and he... Uh, past michelle and says you're not a real therapist are you you know how you could tell she's not wearing the glasses oh man that's right glasses yeah and uh, that's how they see the problem it really would have killed the momentum i think if if he had been like give me my 300 dollars back yeah he could have he could have fought that battle right then i'm I'm reporting you to the apa (laughs) i am sending you to board for review You'll never fake practice in this town again. But how how can they even uh, enforce that since she's already not a member of any sort of professional organization for the degree she doesn't have? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, he's got the dead plant. Hops back on his motorcycle. And a song, very loud, starts playing. It's the song of the early 2000s. This song was such a part of my life during this time. It's just around. Yeah. I... Mm. It seems really similar to a song in Dumb and Dumber. It's this, It's like the most... It's a really 90s song. This is... It's very the, 90s. The Gin Blossoms. You might know the Gin Blossoms from Billboards. They're probably playing at a casino near you, opening for some other band. Yeah. What are they usually playing with? Um, Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, Blind Melon? No. Blind Melon. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's opening for someone. I don't know what the order is. But yeah, Gin, Gin Blossoms. The song goes something like this. Anywhere you go... I'll follow you. Yes. 
It's got heartfelt singing, and it's like it's like energetic in that way. I don't know. It feels like being a 15-year-old with a crush. Mm-hmm. That's what the song evokes. Okay. And everybody wants that feeling. It's the best feeling. Yep. Like, I can't wait to go to school tomorrow because I get to see her. Um, For him. Yeah. So it's a, it's rom-com in a bottle. In a song. Well, yeah, they bottled it. <laughs> they, actually, it's lightning in a bottle. I'm a rom-com in a bottle, baby. That's another song from around the same time. Yeah. Anyway. So he puts the plant in the back of his motorcycle, puts on his helmet for safety. But almost drives into a bus. For, for not, not safety. <laughs> for not safety. Yeah. And when the bus goes by, it makes that that bus horn noise that's just one of those stock sounds yep. that you hear in like the Wilhelm scream of buses. Yeah. It, it's so fast, you know, like he barely started moving and that driver's hand was already on the horn. Yeah. And he was already driving by. Like, forget looking left and right. You just need to have peripheral vision, I think, to yeah. be able to see that. Well, he's got the helmet on. Maybe the helmet made him less safe in this case. So I was thinking that would be another movie where... <laughs> Can you imagine if the movie just ended? Mm-hmm. Like, hit by a bus. That's like how Final Destination... I think that is exactly how someone died in Final Destination. Because you're just like, ah, and bus comes out of nowhere. Oh, those seem kind of like that in Eastbound and Down. Oh, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Season three. Well, the same songs playing is a great opportunity to cut to Andy in the car, pensively looking out the window. Yep, she just got in a cab and he saw that, but he wasn't able to get there in time, so now he's got to follow that cab. Yeah. Uh, usually you say that to the cab driver, so a little confusing. No, he's telling himself to follow that cab. He's zipping through cars. And you know, I always imagined. Uh, New York driving around to be basically a parking lot all the time. Mm-hmm. This traffic's moving pretty fast. Very fast. And maybe and that's just a stereotype. I bet you most of the traffic jams are caused by reckless motorcycle drivers in love. <laughs> or people who just think that's how people drive in New York. They're like, no, we stop a lot. Yeah. We're all stopped all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he- when you're the motorcycle, you can go zipping between the cars, and that's what he does, and it's just great because he needs to look into each one to find Andy. And, uh, and he does. How many do you think he really had to look in, though? They only showed a couple. Well, he saw her get into one. Remember? Because she hugged the bellhop. Mm-hmm. She's so nice. What? She hugged the bellhop, and she got in. What if we had like a Toy Story 2-type scene where she keeps switching, and then he's like on... He's like on an overpass and he sees her go below and he's like, ah. Yeah. Like maybe a little Scooby-Doo in there too. <laughs> just a little cha- Spider-Man. Chasing her all over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so he does find her. And he looks in and unmistakably, that's her. Blonde so, hair. So he bangs on the window. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. And she already saw him. I know. She's like, oh, look, there he is. And he's like, bang, bang, bang. So... Just so everyone knows, in the next couple of minutes of the movie, there are a lot of things that don't make that much sense. Mm-hmm. First is this, banging on the window. And so he says, pull over Yeah. to her, who's in the back seat. So since... <laughs> yep. <laughs> she says, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> so, so she asks the driver to pull over. And he says, we're on a bridge, lady. <laughs> Not, 
know. Just we're on a bridge, lady. And this is the part that really bugs me. Is that he saw this whole thing. He knows there's a guy on a motorcycle that just hit the window yeah. and said to pull over. He's like, none but of then, my business. Yeah. But then when he says, we're on a bridge, lady, she says, okay, well, do you have an ashtray or something that I could throw up in? Yeah. Like pretending that she needs to pull over so she can throw up. Like he knows what's going on. <laughs> what is she trying to pull? He's like, lady, we can't pull over for you to throw up right now. Some guy's trying to smash the window to our car. I think he's trying to kill you. Yeah. It's not a safe time to start. He's going to run us off the road. So instead of saying, I'm not an idiot, lady, he says, geez, lady, and yeah. pulls over. Jeez, lady is such an offensive thing. <laughs> it's, it's all that tone. But yeah. but yeah, that like. Lady. Hey, lady. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you when we got Adam's family values. <laughs> so they do pull over and she gets out and they're all, I don't know. She's still mad, but she's also glad that he survived that high speed chase. She thought he was going to die. In the earlier scene, there is a really weird delivery she gives, which is, are you trying to get yourself killed? Yeah, she seems like an old woman when she's doing that. <laughs> It's like, like it's not what? like it's like the speed you would say it if you were yelling at the top of your lungs, but she's not yelling. It's she's just saying it slowly. Are you trying? Yeah. Are you trying to get yourself killed? It's like the scene from Almost Famous when she's like, oh yeah, that's on the drugs, too. like yeah, <laughs> I forgot like that she level, in that so. movie. Yeah. Of course. What else is she in other than these two? I don't know. It's a good question. Something with Owen Wilson, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We'll put a question mark next to I know to she, that. she sells leggings now. She's in all the ad for Fabletics, I think is the name of it. Fabletics? I get I get the ads pushed to me on Facebook. She sells. Well, now you're pushing them on yeah, the audience. Yeah, buy some of those. Fabletics. Or if we want to see Kate Hudson, she's doing that. Anyway, she gets out of the car and Ben is there looking all cool. Mm-hmm. He's a modern cowboy. Yeah. The helmet's off. He's leaning. Got his lean on. Yeah. And they have their little spat. What exactly did what did they say? Oh, uh he says, Where do you think you're going? And she says, I got a job. I got an interview. Got an interview. And then he's like, Yeah, I know, in Washington, DC. Where do you think you're going? Or where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah, yeah. where are you going? And then she's like, oh, to Washington, D.C. For my job interview. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, huh? Where's Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Never heard of it. He's asking, where is she going in her life? Yeah. In like a really judgy way. Yeah. And so, yeah, she says that and he says, bullshit. And as he does that, he cocks his hip to one side mm -hmm. in this like sassy cowboy stance. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's a it's a body stance that I think only Matthew McConaughey can make look cool because it looks ridiculous it if does. you're actually looking at if it. If you saw it in a silhouette, you'd be like, "Is he uh, okay?" Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> his spine shorter on one side? Yeah, it is pretty strange. Yeah, but. He says he's not buying that. It's I guess it's like a twist on the romantic comedy. It's like, you know how the guy usually wins the girl back by being really nice? What if he were even meaner? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Then she had to come back. Yeah. And then 
the cab driver interjects and says, hey, lady, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like, what are you, man? as if to say, are you going to choose the man or your career? You can only have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like every, the audience is like, man, I guess she has to decide what you're going to do. And the cab driver is like, yeah, what are you going to do? And then. Decide right now. And then Ben does something truly bizarre. What's that? He he hands the cab driver some money, presumably a couple hundred dollars or something. I don't know how much. Well, the outside one was a twenty, so okay. <laughs> I'm thinking more like forty. But all right, whatever. And he says, "Take take the lady's luggage back to her place. She has alternate transportation." Yeah, which good work on using a lot of syllables. But what I've got some questions about this. Yes. I do as well. All right, you go first. <laughs> Perhaps some of the same questions. So this is assuming that he remembers where he picked her up from. This is New York where you just hail a cab. Yeah. And and she lives in an apartment. Yeah. Not in like a so redstone. Is he just supposed to like dump all the luggage on the front steps of that apartment complex? He doesn't know which one she lives in. Yeah. There is that helpful bellhop. Well, maybe the helpful bellhop will help. Second. Well, what on earth would motivate this cab driver to do that rather than just take the money and the luggage and more quickly get to his next customer? Win, yeah. win, win for him. <laughs> he's, oh, he's a trusting guy. I, I feel guess. like they've gone through a lot with this cab driver and they can trust him now. <laughs> and then he'll just be like, here, I'm going to drop off the... Drop off the luggage, and they're like, um, for for which unit? And he'll be like, some lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know the one. Had like a dandelion. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, does Ben have a helmet, an extra helmet for her? Earlier, she had a helmet, and he didn't. Yeah. But, but you should have a helmet. He should give her the helmet, because he drives like a, like a uh, maniac. Yeah. One time, I was about to go get on the i was taking a shuttle to the airport and i realized i wasn't going to be able to take my keychain through because my keychain turns into a little knife and i knew it wasn't gonna make it through security so i gave the guy driving the shuttle five dollars to take it back to you know the office so i could get it when i came back Mm -hmm. or i parked my car and he he didn't do that so he took the five dollars yeah like kind of look what you're saying yeah i just thought of that (laughs) just saying i like i don't know i'd like to think everybody is like benevolent and trustworthy (laughs) but also i understand when not because it's like not only are you gonna not betray us but also you're gonna be very inconvenienced having to go back the other way on this bridge right which by the way is the manhattan bridge on the east river cool my favorite river. would you like to hear a fact about a bridge sure this bridge was filmed in the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Is this the same bridge that the pivotal scene on Dark Knight Rises takes place? I don't know. I assume it's a pretty iconic bridge. With the with the buses on it? You know, the bus, the bus with the kids, and then they blow up the bridge? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, it looks just like it. Well, we get to see a really good view of it. So, cab guy's going to take her stuff... Everything's better. She's going to kiss him and forego her dreams. Yeah, that's true. She says, you called my bluff. And he says, you bet I am. What? 
bluff is this? It's her pursuing her dreams that she had from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> this really <laughs> bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Bluff. It was just a... It's like, yeah, I've had a lifelong dream. I think I'm going to go find it. Come on, you're bluffing. You just met me. <laughs> like, I realize that this is 15 years ago, but things were, things were not that far back 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 then like well, this is a still job. a really sexist movie oh sure well let's talk about that in one second because the last thing is that um after the you bet i am is the cab driver stares at them while they start making out and then a guy across the road the other side of the bridge is staring and pointing at yeah, them while they make out it is really weird yeah he's pointing at him like i guess yeah, it's strange. Does I he do. not know it's rude to point, though? You can just look with your eyes. You don't have to actually point. But a, a biker comes by, and then he does need to point because he tries to get the biker to see that people are making out over there. And uh, he's not interested. He just keeps riding his bike. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's I've like, seen that before. Yeah, he's like, look. Look over there. It's the ending to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And he was like, eh. <laughs> Not into rom-coms. The camera moves out from this sh- shot, just uh, up, you know, over and up and backing up, and then it just flies away, and you see the bridge, and you see the skyline, and the sky. And... Some more upbeat, heartfelt, emotional music plays. Yeah. And how do you think they got that shot, though? Helicopter. Cool. I was hoping you'd say that. I don't know. <laughs> it looks kind of like a drone shot yeah but... it does look like a drone shot which i was like filming these kind of scenes must be so much cheaper now mm-hmm. absolutely helicopters were the drones of the past whoa whoa shower thought yeah so the song that starts is weight of the world by chantal Cruviazzo. i've never seen her because i don't know how to spell that uh and that song was terrible but weirdly, you know, brainwormy. Stuck in your head, yeah. Oh, earwormy. They brainwormy. No, pre- I said Ear- I said redstone earlier instead of brownstone. Oh my boobs are messed up. Yeah. So uh, that plays over the credits. Did you did you see anybody in the credits? You liked their name. I saw one, Ooh. and I may steal it. Yours. Did you know who the boom operator is in this movie? No. Michael Scott. Oh. The famous from your other podcast. From the off five. And this must have been oh. before he became the manager at a regional paper company. Or the, maybe after. Perhaps during. Concurrent. Yeah. Because he had to get a second job because Jan was spinning him to the poorhouse. Um, the special effects supervisor was a guy named JC Brotherhood. <laughs> really? Is that like, like? Is that like a Christian? I, is that I mean, a good Christian? It's his name. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like a group, you know, like <laughs> like the um, uh, Knights Without Borders or wait, no, <laughs> Knights Without Banners, <laughs> Doctors Without Banners. Oh yeah. yeah, but it's Doctors Without Borders. Yeah, it is. They got banners. I did see one thing in the credits. Okay, and we should say. Obviously, all the actors are that's cool. They all did stuff, and we could talk about that. But like, you know who's in it? Um, 
It's rare that you're doing a podcast where you have the opportunity to parse through credits. I saw there's a company called Birds and Animals Unlimited. Mm-hmm. It's a like um, animal characters trained by Birds and Animals Unlimited, and I looked that up, and that company does animals for like a bunch of movies, like a lot of really a lot of really famous ones and a lot of not so famous ones. They did like all the Harry Potter movies and Ace Ventura and so Do- even, uh, Dr. Doolittle with Edward Murphy. Oh, e- even magical animals they do. And talking ones? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. I bet in Harry Potter it was like the owls because those are birds unlimited. That's oh. the birds and animals. But, um, Maybe in the first couple, like they, they definitely seemed CGI. Well, yeah, it has like most of the Harry Potters listed. And it's got snow dogs, and as good as it gets. Remember that dog? And as good as it gets. That was a good dog. That was from this company. Wow. And so that's probably the the dog that Kate Hudson got. Yeah, probably. Oh, forgive my ignorance, but what happened to that dog? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. But it was a very. Sure, it was a dress. It was a well-trained actor. Yeah. Through this company. Did but... you see it? It was crying. <laughs> Yeah, real tears. Uh, it was a Vaseline under its No, that would be cruelty to animals. Really? Probably. You can do whatever to people, though. Yeah. You just you tell... Th- you don't even have to pay them. You just have to tell them, you'll never act in this town again. <laughs> you don't. Oh, yeah. Um, also cruel. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit in general about uh, our thoughts about this movie and about rom-coms and life and romance. This movie... I saw a gazillion times because it came out when I was in middle school and my friend and I just watched it a lot. And I'm not really sure why, because I really don't ever remember caring for it much, but I've seen it a lot. Good. And now you've seen it one more time. I I think my deep issue with it is that the characters are kind of one dimensional and there's like no encouragement for women to be anything but like surface level creatures or anybody really but it it bugs me more as a female Hmm. yeah if i may take that side and i think a lot of people have take that issue with this movie because it like makes i don't know sometimes it makes girls seem like really ditzy and bleh Mm -hmm. but i know that's part of the plot i don't know i we could have a long debate about that but and i have but i don't want to right now (laughs) where else are you gonna have this debate I don't know. This is the first time I've ever seen any of this movie. I watched the end first, and then I watched the trailer, and then I read a detailed description of everything that happens in the movie. Except for what happened to the dog, apparently. Yeah. And am I correct in saying that the ways to lose a guy are just normal things that are more intimate in a lot of ways? She does... No, because she does things that, like, would be kind of annoying. I guess you're right. Yeah, it is more intimate. Like, she puts, like, stuffed animals on the bed and, like, redecorates his house. But it's, like, stuff you wouldn't do unless you knew them yeah, really well. And even then, it's possible for people to be married for, like, 60 years without putting stuffed animals on their bed. Yeah. Especially during the Depression. (laughs) Normally, dating someone for 10 days wouldn't be that big of a deal. But luckily, they're soulmates. But also... Their relationship was accelerated by taking all of the uncomfortable, intimate steps too quickly. 
And the only reason anyone would put up with that is if they had also made a little side bet yeah. about staying in the relationship. And by keeping their head down and, and pushing through their respective challenges, they got to know each other really well and learn that they should um, both ride the same motorcycle. The other thing in reality is is the hot people factor. Like, she's hot. I've seen guys put up with quite a lot to date a really hot person. So she could have been a certain level of annoying. Okay, yeah. And he, and lasted for like 10 days for sure. Oh, that would have been a sad one. It's like, how to lose a guy in 10 days? Be average looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of it, right? It's like like the taming of the shrew type thing. Like the the 10 things I hate about you is another thing with a with a bet you know yeah or then like probably she's all that or something yeah but all those it's like this person is uh gonna be so hard to date and but in this case that's not really it or i guess it is the person who who sets them up knows that yeah that it's gonna be hard but he doesn't do it for that reason i don't know um i guess ultimately honesty is the best policy yeah it seems like a a good premise for a relationship yeah I meant for our reviews. How do you really feel about this movie? Uh, it's a movie. Yeah. So anyway. No, it is entertaining. It is. It's just, it's like bizarre. And I've never been much of a fan of rom-coms. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect too. I just like, I get weirded out by this, like the reality that exists in rom-coms. It's just like not how anything actually works ever. Yeah. It's usually creepy or yeah something not yeah not really how people fall in love and stuff yeah and it's so it like bugs me and then at the same time i like like sci-fi and horror movies and it's like those aren't based in reality either well and i like rom-coms probably more than you but here's what i didn't care for with the last segment of this movie is like i was talking about it's like the low point and then it's into the resolution that in a romantic comedy or a buddy film or even an action movie or you know, like a big epic. I'm not that interested in that part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's all of, if it's a comedy, that's usually when it stops being funny. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it'll barely pick up being funny again at the very end. But a lot of times it won't still. It's like when I watch comedy, I want like a ton of jokes. And so when the movie has to do this like thing that's so predictable and I've seen over and over and over again and they have to stop telling jokes to do it, it irritates me mm-hmm. and so i really like movies like like hot rod where even when they do that it's ridiculous and yeah. funny and also it lasts like no time because because yeah. then we can get on with it um and i feel like with rom-coms i don't really expect them to be that funny but it's still the same idea i want them to be rom-commy and they still have to kind of stop doing that to do the the little thing at the end it's like it doesn't have the like cute parts as much anymore oh yeah so it's even though it's a different thing than a pure comedy it's it's still obnoxious to me that it has to stop and so it's just not the part of the movie i would like the best anyway and um oh yeah i feel like it went on forever in train wreck it went on forever due to improv or something yeah remember how she had to perform like three separate dance numbers at the end to like (laughs) win him back like just pick one yeah i know you don't have to do all of them. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a a Train. funny movie until it like completely went that off was, the rails. The movie itself was a train wreck. 
Yeah, it was like a car accident. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Last song that plays during the credits is L-O-V-E, performed by Fisher. It's the one that's like that's from it. the beginning of this podcast, yeah. the opening credits, you know? And it's like a crooner song. Yeah. Do you know who who sang that? The original? Yeah. Is it like Dean Bobby Martin. Darren or oh. Dean Martin? Yeah. But here's my problem with this song. Every single time I hear it, even though I should know better, it says L is for the way you look at me. It's not really how acronyms work, but sure. It's the keyword. Um, o is right. the only one for me. Yeah. And then it says V is very, very extraordinary. And I think they're done. <laughs> yeah. I was like, E, no, they did it. And then what's the next line? And then they're like, and then E. And I'm like, oh, it always throws me off every time. I'm like, L, look, O, only, V, very, E, extraordinary. (laughs) No, it's even more than anyone. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It does kind of go off the rails. But I guess you wouldn't be able to like crescendo that little tune if you didn't have that last part. Yeah, it's just something I think about every single time I hear that song, and I wanted to pass that on to you in case you wanted to think about it every single time you hear that song. I'm going to think about that. And I have one little bit of trivia here. When I went to IMDb, it somehow ranks the popularity of things. Okay. And it says the popularity of this is 2,327. What does that mean? Sounds pretty good. But unfortunately, it's down 256%. Hmm. Where are they getting these numbers? I don't know. It's like comparing apples and the popularity of how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, I I think this movie stands as a testament to the end of subpar Matthew McConaughey before the McConaissance. McConaissance? Before Wolf of Wall Street and... Oh, God, he's so funny in that scene where he's like pounding on his chest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in um, Interstellar. Dallas Buyers Club, Interstellar, yeah. And he, he was in East Bound Down. Yeah. Uh, he was in, yeah, he was in East Bound and Down kind of like playing his new weird, like, I think the main thing is he went from being uh, like normal weight, you know, like, mm-hmm. like kind of like in shape. But like after that, he got really gaunt. Yeah. All of his like more interesting roles, he's been gaunt. And there's like Dallas Buyers Club. But then, yeah, like in East Bound and Down, he's like that. But even in Interstellar, he's still kind of like that. Maybe he just took all the weight off and was like, I, I like this look yeah. where there's no cheeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, his his movies have gotten better for sure. All right. So, Brianne, t- tell people where they can find you. I am on a Goofy Movie Minute where we talk about a Goofy movie one minute at a time. Thank you. I'm also on that podcast as well as one about The Office called The Off Five and one about Calvin and Hobbes called calvin and hobbs cast you can find those by googling uh i trust you i trust you can find it yes and i would like to say goodbye to the audience goodbye audience goodbye and i'd also like to say goodbye to you goodbye is there anything you want to say my lady Me